buddy. No cobber. 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 Barely an hour. <laughs> <laughs> smoke that thing's got a long tube on it oh the filter uh-huh yeah yeah i broke it in i only i smoked it like five times maybe mm -hmm. so it should should be smoking good now yeah yeah my filter on mine i took it out <laughs> oh really yeah did it just get gummed up or yeah, what? It, yeah. Was, it was restricting the flow pretty bad <coughs> so i figured out why like i couldn't get it to stay lit but it's because it was gummed up <laughs> Huh, maybe it's better to. I don't know. It doesn't... Oh, I wonder if it got gummed up because of breaking it in. Because, you know, there's like that lacquer that mm -hmm. you have to burn through. It could have been. I just didn't break it in properly. Maybe. Or... I have no idea. Well, maybe you have the filter in when you break it in and then you swap out for a new one ah. after that lacquer stuff is done. Gotcha. I that could have been it. I'm not a professional. <laughs> <sighs> been a while yeah are we starting uh i mean uh, kinda. Why not? I mean, it's recording <laughs> soft start welcome to the sober-minded podcast we're back we're back after Finally. many moons many suns yeah it's been it's been quite a bit a We've solar been... eclipse has happened oh shoot yeah i forgot about that it's very anticlimactic it really was <laughs> well i i totally forgot about it and i got a text like hey man are you checking out the eclipse like, I didn't even know what was happening. Went out, I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> cool enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting more. I was, I went hunting. Thank you. Oh, yeah, of course. My backhoe is your backhoe. <laughs> I know, I need to, I need to just carry mine around with me. Yeah. Honestly. Have a little, you need a pickup humidor. Yeah. Well, one of the guys at the coast straight up has like a pickup humidor. Oh, really? Yeah, he just yeah. carries it with him everywhere. I need to. Get me off of Chew again. Oh, did you get back on? Yeah. Oh, unfortunately. But I'm trying to get off because they're going to start outlawing, like, well, they're doing the, the tax price, like, raise up, so it's going to cost more. Oh, and really? then they're outlawing the menthol products. So, oh, like, really? Mint, wintergreen, all that. So, like, yeah, it's probably a good idea to just get off of it. Yeah. I'm trying, but crazy how many dudes do the zins now dude there's so many people <coughs> I, I was actually yeah i mean most of my company that i work for they pretty much all of them yeah yeah it's kind of funny because they're all they're all like mid-20s to 30s but they're yeah. all like wild yeah so <laughs> it's funny working with them they're they're different than pre precision oh sure. yeah just in how wild they are or yeah what? yeah everybody was a little more tame at precision and i think i think it was because it was a bigger company so you kind of had to be a little more tame in that way but more progressive yeah yeah um but yeah no I, it's funny just because i'm not used to it that's the only reason it's funny to me yeah all the urinals that uh, that big job are just full of zins. Yeah. I don't know why they spit them in the urinals. Yeah, that's like if weird. you're gonna spit it in there, don't do it. But spit it in the the big part or the trash can. Or... Yeah, but like why the urinal? <laughs> right. You know? 
Because then the dude has to take the little strip out. Yep. They vacuum up the made part. Right. But right. he has to take the little stopper deal out and yeah. clean them out. I yeah. Know. I don't know why. It's kind of dumb. Yeah, the whole Zen thing, I never understood it. It's like, I don't know. It, well, it was a thing. When they first came out, it was a big deal. And then it kind of just went by the wayside. And now it's a big thing again, I guess. How long have they been a thing? Because I didn't even know about them till this year, like year. I think they've been a thing for the past five years at least. Oh, really? Because I remember like, when I was in high school, a lot of the high school kids would do them. Because, you know. Yeah. But I don't know if they were Zins, but they were like the little nicotine pouches. So I, I wonder if Zin just came in and swooped up the market or something. I don't know. Maybe because there are, there are different ones, but yeah, Zin is like, the it's one. like skill saw. Yeah, you know, right. you don't say, you don't say uh, circular saw. You right. say skill saw. Yeah, you don't say nicotine pouch. You say Zin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of funny to me though, how that all worked out. Have you tried them? I have. But you like the standard I, I rather chew have, better? I don't know. I'd rather have traditional. But tobacco's worse for worse for you. So. A traditional kind of guy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Just because it's like, it's really, for me, it's more of like a feel thing. So yeah. it doesn't feel the same as traditional tobacco, like chewing tobacco. So it's, I don't know. It's just off-putting to me. It's really weird because you still get the same like feeling, the seal, st- uh, the same buzz, but it's not. It doesn't feel the same in your mouth. I don't know. Huh. Foreign, very foreign. Yeah. I know. I'm sure somebody could get used to it pretty quick, but. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I've never tried them. Yeah, it's really it's a strange thing. I hear they call it a horseshoe. When you you put like three pouches in all oh, the way around. Uh, upper decker. Yeah. Oh, is that what? I've heard it well, called a they call it upper decker is like when you just put one in, and then yeah, like the horseshoes when you put three in. Wild. Yeah, I know. I we have a, uh, he's an apprentice, but he's like, so he worked for a droit, and he was, he was pretty high up in a droit, but uh, he uh, he does the zins, and he he's like, I don't know, it's so funny. He's like a twenty year old partier, but he's almost thirty. <laughs> really? So. It's just funny to me because it's so weird because I'm not that way as much. Yeah. I still get along fine with it, but I'm not wild like that in that manner. I'm yeah. wild in some manners, but I don't know. It's just funny. Yeah, it's funny how there's like different. I was working with the, a couple guys from California, uh-huh. and that was one of the things that they noticed was that they said in Oregon – you guys don't get in as many fist fights. <laughs> you guys are ready with your guns. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That is true. That yeah. is true. Like, like, I've never been in a fist fight because I didn't need to. Yeah. But I don't put myself in those situations. Right. But if it came if it came down to it where I had to, like, stand up for Abby or whatever. Yeah. I would end it. But yeah. But it wouldn't be a light thing, you know, because right. there's legal actions. Yeah. So. So it's, I don't know. Yeah, you're still you, you going to, to jail, but. Well, if it was justified, if it's a. Yeah, like but they'll still have to book you up for it. Yeah, minute. yeah, that's true. But yeah. yeah. Until they figure it's, it out. It's just kind of funny how it's like, yeah, did you just insult me? Right. 
it's like bro you gotta learn to let it slide and, yeah you know yeah i don't know well i think in oregon you kind of learn not to test people as much too maybe it is, a, it is a thing so i don't know maybe i i just remember in high school we would there would always be fist fights and i never was a part of that i only ever got into like one fight but it wasn't like it wasn't throwing hands really did was, she win <laughs> just kidding yes no <laughs> but it wasn't like throwing hands it was like it was pretty much verbal and it was almost to the point of throwing hands but that's the only thing i've ever i've never had to get into a fist fight for anything yeah and then especially nowadays it, there's not much that goes on that i have to worry about so <laughs> i got a funny story for you so the other day <laughs> There's this there's this kid working for another one of the contractors at this job, mm-hmm. and he has he looks like 18 or something. He's got like long flowy hair. He wears like pearl snaps, like unbuttoned, like <laughs> way down, and like the pit vipers yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. Typical blue collar 18 year old. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and I didn't have any problem with him. Right. I, I still don't really. But uh, one day he was wearing a belt and suspenders. Huh. Kind of open yourself up yeah. for some kind of comment. And we got on the elevator. Um, and I said, you know, there's a old saying about uh, life is too short to wear a belt and suspenders. And he says, it's because my pants are too big. And I said, it's a saying. It means life's too short to live too carefully. Yeah. And he looks at me. He says, are you effing stupid, bud? <laughs> and I thought. I totally thought he was joking because there was no reason for him to be actually mad at me. Right. Um, So I started laughing, which I guess didn't make it any worse (laughs) or any better. So he grabbed his ladder at the next stop and ran off the ran off the elevator. And I turned to my journey and like, oh, shoot, he was actually Actually mad about that. That's funny. Um, Yeah, I never. I don't know. It's it's funny because the younger. I mean, I'm part of the younger generation, so I don't know. I kind of exclude myself from that stuff, and it's funny how they take things, I guess. Yeah, I... I, He probably got picked on way too much, and then he finally decided to take it out on you. Maybe. But, I mean, it's... Buddy, if you're going to be working in the trades, you got to learn to take it and give it. You know, you can't can't get angry about a simple comment like that. Well, and guys like you and I, we've been around... Yeah, like we're, we're used to it. That's yeah, like... so I don't know. I think it's funny though. No, totally. And it was, I I'll admit, I was, I had almost made the mistake of, I had this whole plan. The next day, I was going to show up with my belt and suspenders <laughs> and mock him, uh, but I didn't because that's not the right thing to do. Yeah, I figured, you know, he's just some eighteen. 18 year old kid whatever he's he doesn't know who he is you know he's trying to trying to find an identity yeah and And i I think he's kind of overcompensating but he'll figure it out as he gets older i think that's most people at at 18 especially in like blue collar because i i know at 18 i didn't know what the heck i was yeah (laughs) i mean i worked at rainey's so i knew i was kind of redneck but that was just because my family had been you know, redneck the, my whole life, so. No, yeah. At 18, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Like, I'd graduated. I went to Corbin. Because I wanted to do some kind of ministry. Um, 
but at Corbin, I realized being part of like, uh, you know, what would you call like professional ministry mm-hmm. wasn't really my deal. Um, I guess, yeah, like I'm sure we've talked about it before, but like yeah. more ministering through the trades, but yeah, I didn't know who I was or what I was doing right, right. out of high school. You know, it's, a uh, you learn a lot that first year out of high school. I think it's crazy oh, yeah. how it's pushed so hard on these kids. Sign this contract for fifty thousand dollars you owe us now. Yep. I know you're only seventeen years old, but next year, yep, you know it's exactly crazy. Yeah, it, man, it, it's really rough on a kid because you don't un, you don't really begin to understand that you put that much debt on yourself until like one twenty two. Yep, and by that point you're like, well, I got to finish out my education or else I won't be able to pay that back. So yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, I think it's all set up in that way, too. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, For a reason? Like, to keep keep the man down? Pretty much. I, I would say so, but that makes me a conspiracy theorist, so. I guess. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's corruption. Mm. I think they're just, they try to, yeah, I'm getting more cynical the older I get, and I'm still yeah. young, so I need yeah. to curb that, but. It's they just try to get every penny they can out yeah. of you, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's a way we can capitalize. These kids don't know anything yet. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's get their future money from yep. them. You know, exactly. It's the perfect scheme. You know, that's the way I see it. Yeah, we'll give them, we'll give them all the money that for their tuition, but it's got an eleven percent interest and it's not yeah. fixed. <laughs> yeah. So it could go up, but yeah, no, that that's the way I see it. Like. It's all on purpose just to keep, I don't know, because most of most of the people that are going to college aren't going to get that great of a job, or, or at least a job that requires what they got. You know, a lot of them don't. Is that, like, that's a statistic, I think, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Statistically speaking. Why I would go trade school. Or even if you're not going to go trade school, the, like, go to pilot school. Become a pilot. Yeah. Fly a commercial airline or something, you know? I would advise not um, – I don't bash on college, but I would advise not signing that until – or not deciding to make that commitment until at least a year out of high school. Yeah. You know, like take that first year, go try a few different jobs, see what's, what you're more suited for. I mean, like us, we we'd did like jobs in school. Right. But – you, that's just like part time over the summer, right. you know. But take that first year out of high school, you're on your own. You're your own person, so you're kind of figuring out what your morals are, what you, where you want to be steering your life, you know. And then if okay, if you still think you should go to college or that's what you want to do, then make that commitment. Yeah, that's what I think. I think nowadays too, it's pretty easy with like people's parents. Most most parents understand what's going on right now. It's a lot easier to do that than than to go into just straight going to college. And I get it, though, because a lot of people don't want to be. But and I'll take it from me. It's not like I've had a bad situation, but it it's easy to manage. You just have to learn to deal with it. You know, Things that you just have to learn. And I think it, I think when it comes to. Getting out of high school, it it's it's really easy to rush to a decision that could change the rest of your life. 
Yeah. Just because you don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. But to each their own. Like, if you if you can do it and pull it off and, like, say you go to learn business and you come out and pull it off really well, then more power to you. But there's only a few that have been able to do that. And I think it's just a lot harder to do that and make a living for yourself and not have to worry about that burden over your head. Yeah. No, 100%. Like, I don't bash. Like, there is a place for college. Right. I just, I think there needs to be more conversation in high schoolers with high schoolers. Yeah. Because, I don't know, it seems like it's pushed, like, you either do this or you kind of just are a bum. You know, like, you kind of just get some crappy job. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah, that I mean, that's that's pretty true. I feel like the only reason that I got the education, at least for trade schools that I did, was because my teachers were pretty good. Like, yeah. They knew. But not not a lot of teachers are going to be that way. They, yeah. They will push that, you know, oh, go expand your education. And in a way, I am too, but it's, it's getting paid while expanding my education. Oh, yeah. So... No, and like especially electrical is so I don't I don't think people understand how involved it is like yeah like knowledge wise there's a lot to learn you know you you spend your whole lifetime learning about oh, yeah. everything oh yeah you know and then you know n- next three years the new code book comes out and you have yeah to go do your <laughs> go to your continued education <laughs> there's sure a lot of revisions have yeah. you. Notice that, like, going, we've been doing a lot of code these first few weeks, and the instructor's like, oh, they changed that. Oh, they changed that one, too. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we, so our entire first year, we did it out of the 2022. Yeah. Because the 2023 came out, like, half the year, or, like, when we were half the year in. And, like, we get into this year, and there's so much stuff, because we're, right now, for the first couple I mean, I guess it's been like a month or two now. Well, a month and a half. But the plan was we were just just supposed to go over a few things that happened in the first year. Kind of re- re-jog our memory and get us on the right path. And we were going over a few things. And he's like, yeah, um, this has changed. This has changed when it comes to this. And it's not changed a whole lot, but it's not going to be exactly the same. And so it's almost just more confusing just trying to figure yeah. out what they changed than actually doing new schoolwork. So yeah, I, I agree. It seems like it should just be focusing on codology, like uh-huh. just teaching you, like even if it changed, remember the process on how to find what you're looking for. Right. Right. Know? And yeah, we did that a little bit at the end of the year of uh, the first year. Um, Like he would have us go through and he had uh, actually two whole classes where it was like, how to use your code book, where to look for references and like all your tables and all your stuff like that. Still need to put all the tabs in my code book though. So, yeah. but yeah. So, I mean, learning how to do that and you kind of touch on it, at least in the non-union, we touch on it a lot in third year. Oh yeah. Third year is mostly code. And nice. then fourth year is like your code, but you're also doing, um, like calculations and stuff like that to get you ready for your journeyman test. So uh, it's kind of funny how it works out, but I think it is smart for a third year to learn more code than like 
us because we have our journeyman to teach us code. Then as a third year, you know, you get done with your third year and then you can go get your orange card and work pretty much by yourself. Yeah. So I don't know. I I feel like at least the way they laid it out. Now, I do think they need to do more extensive coverage of code and stuff like that. Just because I think sometimes I'm like, I'm lost right now. <laughs> I have yeah. no idea what the heck you're talking about, teacher. <laughs> They've been doing pretty good in our classes. We've been last year and then this year so far, we've been spending a lot of time mm-hmm. where our homework is just so many code questions for Let's find this code. Is this acceptable? Is this a violation? Just right. over and over and over. Yeah. And it, it is helpful. You can sometimes get a little repetitious. It's like, all right, I know we're studying this article, so I know it's going to be somewhere in this article. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's like, I feel like maybe it could bounce around a little bit more. As much as that would be a pain, it would be beneficial. Yeah. But they, they, we do do that. Right. Lately, it's been more kind of focused but it is also good because then you get to know those articles and those chapters better you know yeah no i feel like at least for me most of my learning even with code has been more on the job like journeyman telling you like hey you can't do it that certain way because that's not up to code so i don't know um and that might be just because we haven't really touched the code book a whole lot i've touched it just to you know go through and look at the tables to see what if you're pulling through a inch and a quarter conduit you know what's the highest you can pull without your conduit fill and stuff like that so and that's stuff that i can relate to pretty much on a daily right now because it's service work where you know we are worrying about that stuff oh you want 100 amps you want us to pull it through an existing conduit Ooh, inch and a quarter okay Okay, we can just barely do that. <laughs> yeah. So it is one of those things that I have to kind of relate to it. And you kind of just, especially if, like, in my line of work, I'm doing service work. So it, it kind of just gets ingrained in you. Like, you start learning what conduit can hold what wire. So, you know, it just makes it easier. But it's still, for the guys that don't have that situation going on, it makes it so much harder for them. Yeah. Because then they have to go and do it on their own time when you should be realistically getting taught in class more. But I don't know. I feel like just because we're in second year, we're doing a lot of motor stuff. That's kind of what they're basically making us do in second year. Nice. So we, could... we do that in third years, a yeah. lot of motor controls. Okay. Yeah. So that's what we're doing now. And it's not bad. But I think if we could touch on like more of the code book i think it would be a little bit easier for some of us yeah just just because like most of the guys at least in my class are just strictly residential so they don't know a whole lot of code when it comes commercial yeah and it's just like you know it's really hard for somebody because if they got laid off or something they can't go to a company that does a bunch of commercial because they don't know how to do it yeah so i mean they could obviously and they can get taught how to do it but i don't know i think i think that makes it really this is like learning it's like learning all over again Mm -hmm. especially as you go through your apprenticeship you become 
more expensive to the contractor. Right. So it gets harder for them to pick you up to teach you yep. when you're a third or fourth year. Right. You know. Yeah, and though I got kind of lucky because the way I I got put in is I got sent straight to service work, and the guy I was doing service work with, we did a ton of commercial stuff, and like just adding plugs and circuits and pulling through conduit, bending some EMT. So I got lucky in that respect because we did pretty much everything when it came to service work. But for some of those companies that don't hardly do commercial, it's going to be, like you said, really hard for them to, oh, you're a third year and you don't really do commercial. Well, we can't hire you because that's, you know, half of our company. Yeah. So, and I, like when I got hired with Engage, um, I, I had told them, you know, I haven't done a ton of commercial, but I know like what to do just cause I've done it in some of the service work, but I haven't done it like a whole year on a commercial project, you know? Um, whereas some apprentices have done it like that. So I think it's beneficial to, for me, I feel like I'm pretty well rounded when it comes to electrical, just cause I was in service and. I did a bunch of low voltage stuff and did a bunch of residential stuff. So I, I don't know. It makes it easy for you to be able to hop up and be like, oh yeah, you know. But I get the situation with some guys. You can't really do anything about it because you're in a company that only does residential or only does low voltage or only does commercial. Yeah, I've only done commercial so far. Mm-hmm. So. If I get to like my third year, halfway through my third year, it depends on what the climate looks like. If there's just no work, then it is what it is. But mm-hmm. I I really want to get to do some residential yeah. before I journey out because it's good to good to have that hands on. Like you can learn it on the book, but right. I learn so much by uh, seeing it and dealing with it in person. Yeah, I feel like it's. I mean, it's honestly, uh, it's one of those things that you can relate commercial to residential and vice versa, but you're not going to know how to do one or the other. You're just going to be able to relate to it. So like plugs and circuits, you're pretty much doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some differences, but you, you'll be able to relate to it. You won't know exactly how it all works in residential or on the flip side, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you'll still at least have the knowledge. Like with you, you've been able to wire stuff up pretty easily because you already have the have the knowledge. But, um, but yeah, it it makes a whole a whole lot of difference. Like when you've done it quite a bit, makes it click in your mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like I said, it's it's one of those things. Like you can pick it up, and like by your first or second week of doing it. Then you'd be like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Because um, it is, especially in your in your shoes, like you've been doing commercial, but commercial still kind of translates to resident, you know, residential. So it's not the it's not the worst thing, but it's also like no, no. I feel like you're still kind of uh, like you would be lacking to a company if you only knew one or the other mm-hmm. and they only did one or the other. But like with my company, um, he understood like, 
Oh, he's done a little bit of it, so he wouldn't be too bad. And they know that you can relate to it. So I, I figure, though, as long as they touch about it in school a little bit more, and I feel like they probably will, but we're just starting. So yeah. it's, it just makes it really hard for people that don't know it because they haven't really gone through it at all. Do you do lockout, tagout on service service calls? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I mean, there is certain situations where, like, um, they'll be remodeling, like, making a garage into an ADU, and they have a bunch of people on the job. Yeah. So you will, like, put some sort of lockout, tagout. But when you're going to Granny's house, you don't have to lockout, tagout? No. Okay, good to know. We typically, <laughs> we, we'll just typically, like, put the panel cover back on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and either that or you can take the breaker out and that's what we will do most of the time is you undo your wires wire nut them and just take the breaker out nice. so that's like our form of lockout tag out now i'm sure there's a certain way that you're supposed to but that's still not going to get you in trouble somebody can't accidentally turn that on while somebody's working on it or can't fall into it mm-hmm. so yeah uh that's more of a that's a, actually more of a commercial thing yeah i know i was being facetious yeah yeah no i get it but there is some certain applications like if you have a bunch of guys on the job and mm-hmm. your all your circuits aren't done yet like your outlets and stuff aren't made up you don't want them turning those on but you will have the panel done first sometimes and if that's the case, then yeah, typically. Yeah, you're and, responsible for your safety. Yeah, exactly. you don't. You don't want. Oh yeah, I won't turn it on. Don't worry, man. Yeah, like, exactly. Sure, but I yeah. really trust you. Yeah. So in that case, we would because the panel's already made up, and we don't want to have to get back into it. So, mm-hmm. but some cases you can basically just take the breaker out, cap the wires off, and nobody's gonna be able to turn it on anyways. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're, I mean, obviously in the commercial, we're super, we do that religiously. Yeah. Especially at this stage in the job. Even though there's only like freaking six of us there now. Right, right. <laughs> it's, but it's, I mean, you have to, and it's good, Yeah. good habit to do. But yep. it, especially it's all 277, mm. 480. You don't want to be, you don't want to get stung with that. Yeah. That'll screw you up. And that's, I, I think that's more of the reason for that anyways. It's just for those bigger voltages, because if you're doing 120, you're really not gonna, you're not gonna get hurt. One, I mean, 120 will hurt, but you're not gonna get killed. I've uh, I've been shocked as an electrician, but I got shocked a lot when I was doing tile. <laughs> when you're trying to set tile around mm-hmm. the receptacles, I got shocked so many times. I like, bet. Yeah. Yeah, I bet that was a good time. It makes you jump, but it doesn't <laughs> hurt too bad. <laughs> the only thing, you know, because technically there's i mean we only really go by one and three phase but there's technically a two phase which is just a and b which is what we all call one one phase phase. yeah single phase yeah and so like i could see like on a plug like a dryer plug or something i could see being very careful with that yeah you know locking tagging that out but on like a outlet plug if they're if they're dumb enough to turn that circuit on when the outlet's not made up and then they reach their hands into a box <laughs> that has live wires yeah 
That's on them. Yeah. At a certain point, it's on them. But, no, I get it more like, because our range plugs, I mean, that's only 30 amps, and they're not going to have a load on them. But it is 240, so they, you cross your phases, and that could have potentially hurt you. But yeah. Yeah. When it comes to just, like, 15 amp circuits, that's not. I mean, it hurts. Of course, it's scary, but mm-hmm. you get used to it. You yeah. get zapped a couple times, and you're like, eh, it's not that bad. Yeah. So you're building a new place? Thinking about it, yeah. We're, um, we got a sawmill over at our grandparents, or my grandparents. And my dad's been looking, he's been watching a ton of YouTube videos. I think he's seen like a Netflix documentary or something. I, at first, I think that's kind of what sparked it. Doomsday Preppers? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Yeah, knowing him. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But, uh. It must have been something like that, and then he just started watching videos on YouTube, and now it's like one of those things where he just he wants to do it. Yeah. So I was like, "Cool, I will." You know, if like if you let me live in there, I will dig a trench and we'll get power over there, and I'll get whatever we need to do for sewer. I'll do all that, wire it up, and uh, so yeah, we're thinking about just doing it by hand. We'll mill out everything right there. Well, not right there, but. We'll mail out everything, and so all of our two-by-fours will be our own. How big are you thinking? Oh, uh, I'm not sure what he wanted to do. We were thinking about, like, a 10-by-20, which is pretty much... It's like this yeah. shop. Yeah. It's actually a little bit smaller than the shop. Yeah. This is 12-by-24. Yeah, we were thinking 10-by-20, and okay. then we'll do a loft. Okay, yeah. Yeah. The loft will make a difference. So how tall the walls are you thinking? Oh, they're going to be a bit taller. Yeah. Definitely taller than this, but we were thinking, um, oh, I don't know. We kind of wanted to do actually the same deal that you got over there where it's one side slanted. Yeah. Um, but that makes for a tall building, man. That, yeah. That's a 16 foot tall wall. It's, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it would almost be easier just to do vaulted, like probably 12 foot vaulted ceilings. That'd be a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah, well, and the thing is, if you have, like, already that 16-foot-tall wall with having a 10 by 20, mm-hmm. that's kind of a narrow base for how tall it would be. Yeah, right. I, mean, I don't know. But. Right. Yeah, so we don't know. I mean, we're thinking, because it would be enough room for two people, essentially. It would be kind of hard for to have, like, a family. Like a full yeah. family, but be a good good spot for for now. Yeah, for just for two people, and especially like, or for just me for a little bit, it would be easy enough to, like, I really don't need that much space. Most of my space is just storing stuff. Yeah. So if anything, Tools. I could, yeah, pretty much, I could just throw a little one of those uh, metal tiny sheds and just throw oh, yeah. all my tools in there. Yeah. And I mean, of course, that's not like the fancy like cool shed like you want a whole milwaukee wall and stuff like yeah, that yeah. but yeah I, need that. You, yeah I was gonna say until you can actually afford it mm-hmm. it makes it easy just to throw all your stuff in there and not have to worry about it so no oh, yeah but yeah it, it's people people make comments even about our place which it's not tiny uh-huh. but oh your little tiny place and i don't know they act like you need to have this giant place but you really don't if you 
if you just mitigate how much crap you have, yeah, it's easily doable. Yeah. And it's easy to heat. It's yep. easy to cool. I mm-hmm. mean, it. Our, we have a single window unit that struggles to keep up, but it keeps it cool enough right. when it's 100 degrees out, you know? Yep. It's just more efficient. Yep. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like if you just live by what you need and not by what you want, you know, it's a little bit easier. And, of course, you've still got stuff that you want in here. But mm. it's it's that much easier to be able to, like, okay, well, do we really need that? And 100%. If we, if we don't need that, then let's not do it, you know? And it's easier to say no to people. Like, bro, I genuinely don't have any room for that. Yep. <laughs> I can't take that. Yep. Sorry, bro. Exactly. Yeah, so it just makes it that much. I mean, you could – it's really easy to live by your means, uh, especially if you keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Keep it – and it's not necessarily small, but it's simple. Yeah. Like you don't have a ton, but you don't need a ton. Yep. Yep. And uh, I don't know. It just makes it that much easier for your life in general. You don't have 100%. so much to worry about. It is kind of interesting. Our generation is kind of being forced to have to be like that. Oh yeah. A- at least right now. Yeah. Maybe it'll ease up a bit, but a lot of people I know, like our age have to live in smaller areas yep. or have roommates and stuff like yeah yeah well i don't know if you've seen but san antonio um they rolled out their housing project and it's it's like a little 400 or 500 square foot building but they're doing like they're basically tiny houses but they're permanent houses and they're saying it's a uh, the affordable act or the affordable housing act or whatever and they're only 500 square feet, and they still want, like, $100,000 for them. Really? Yeah. So, Jeez. it's smaller than what you guys have, and they still want $100,000 for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's, yeah. So, I, I'm i like, I don't know anything affordable about that, but, like, I figured we could build that 10 by 20, and that's probably, like, once we get the loft in and everything, all things considered, it'll probably be... Oh, I don't know, maybe 300, 400 square foot, yeah. if that. And it'll probably only cost us like 15000 up front, you know? If that, if you're milling all your own lumber? Right, right. Because then you can get, you probably get a lot of your electrical stuff just from leftovers yeah, on like jobs. Yeah, pulling right? stuff out from jobs. Yeah. And, you know, they, they're they like, oh, we don't want them and... Of mm-hmm. course, the shop doesn't want them because we have a surplus of stuff, too. So there's a lot of stuff that gets it gets. I have to be careful of that. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're throwing that away. Yep. Oh, but no, I don't have I room don't have for room it. For but it. oh, yeah. man, I could use it. But then you end up with a shop full of stuff that someday I'll use. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. It, that is funny. Yeah. Well, we were talking because uh, I had I was helping my boss move the shop over to he's got a new shop and the guy that I, the guy that was his name is rogue but he works for us his name is rogue yeah it's pretty cool like r-o-g-u-e yeah that's yeah. pretty cool Full on rogue oh, i guess don't say his last name yeah tell me afterwards yeah is, is it a cool last name yeah yeah i'm pretty sure strong name yeah i mean when you have a name like rogue yeah <laughs> you can make almost any last name sound strong so. right rogue but uh rogue bailey yeah could you imagine (laughs) anyways uh he was all saying like yeah because he had worked last friday and he was talking about he had to clean out a bunch of the stuff so all the stuff that we had was i was like this is a lot like we're not gonna ever use this he's like yeah you should have seen it last friday i'm like oh 
But like he was showing me pictures of all the stuff that they just got rid of, giving really? it to people or yeah. throwing it away. And I'm like, dude, like he got to take home like 200 outlets worth, you know, just trim stuff that they didn't need for yeah. new jobs, and it was just more cumbersome to keep mm-hmm. than to just go and buy some more. And so, yeah, it was pretty funny because I was sitting there, I'm like, you guys did that, you guys threw that, oh, yeah, like. How how come I wasn't told about any of this stuff? But it is it is pretty cool. Um, yeah, most of the, like especially if you're willing to work in the shop and just move stuff on a Friday, most of the time he'll be like, hey, you know, we're thinking of throwing this stuff away. Do you guys want to keep some of it? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like he, we've got a old a whole like um I don't know if you've seen those Costco racks. Yeah. Yep. But we've got a whole um big costco rack full of just old like nema 3r panels uh or not nema 3r 3r panels um and then a bunch of old just like service uh like we got a 400 amp service just sitting there got a bunch of old 3r panels a bunch of 100 amp residential or indoor panels a bunch of meter uh bases stuff like that that are just old and they've been pulled off a job and just brought back to the shop. And yeah. it's like, we don't need all this stuff. So I'm like, well, <laughs> that's cool. If you don't need all this stuff, then let me know. But yeah, so I'll be there next Friday and we're going to be organizing. It'll pretty much be like full day, just organizing. And hopefully keeping some stuff. Yeah. That's kind of the hope. So you guys gonna, for your exterior and interior, siding Mm -hmm. and paneling are you gonna rough cut all that too or what are you Um, thinking on that front because it would be cool to do just board milled board right so as far as that goes i was thinking inside we would probably do some sort of rough cut lumber super cool and then outside i was just gonna do some cheap siding that you can buy because it's just easy to throw it up but yeah and I'm not too worried about – see, I'm funny because a lot of people worry about the outside of their houses first. I, but I rather worry about the inside because that's where I spend most of my time. Yeah. So as long as the inside looks nice, I could care less what the outside really looks like. As long as it is weatherproof and yeah. looks decent, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was just going to do that – I mean, it's not cheap, but it's just regular old siding that you just throw up and nail in. Like T111, like yeah. what we have? Yeah. That stuff's good. It's – it's like $45 a sheet or something. Mm-hmm. But if it, if it's only 10 by 20, right. You know, a right. few 8-foot sheets, you're only paying, you know, a couple hundred dollars. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that stuff is already primed and everything. Exactly. You just throw it up and paint it. Yep. That and that's what I was saying. It's like so much easier just to do it that way than mm-hmm. to have to go and I don't know. It it's it's cheaper to cut our own. But then you have to factor in time that it's going to take to mm-hmm. put a bunch of primer on it and then if you want to paint it i don't know why you would want to paint it but you're going to have to make it weatherproof somehow mm-hmm. and it's just i don't know i think it's more worth my time to do that for the inside of the house than yeah. to do it for the outside but the only thing i don't like about rough cut lumber on the inside and this is the electrician in me speaking that makes it so hard to change out outlets and stuff yeah because it's like you have to break out like drywall, you can just break out a drywall knife, cut it out, throw a cut uh, cut in box in, and 
just fire down and you're good. But like for wood, you have to sit there with your oscillating saw and and it's just I don't know. I feel like it's harder to cut in stuff. Like if you want to, or you just, bug. or you could just use screws instead of nails. Just take yeah, down a panel. That is true. We've been, or I've been using um, these trim screws for my trim, and that stupid door. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just like little finished nails, but they're little screws, like yeah. T, like fifteen or whatever, huh. super small. Yeah. But they're nice because you can just take them out. Right. And that'd be perfect for that application yeah. if you ever needed to. You wouldn't even have to add in a cut-in box or, yeah. you know, you wouldn't yeah. have to patch anything. You just, whoosh, yeah, whoosh. exactly. So, yeah, I guess that does make sense. That would be, that would be probably a better idea, but I don't know. I feel, I feel like as long as I get it to the point that I want it, like get all the outlets that I know I'm going to want. Yeah. Like I know I want to do one section. I want to do like permanent shelving. So I want to, I'm going to have, you know, shelving outlets and stuff like that. And it's going to be just like a workbench kind of deal. I want to do a workbench that I can use on the inside or whatever. And it'll probably just be the whole chargers. And um, because I'm weird and don't want to do a separate shed for that. And I don't have to. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then that way, when they turn it into a shed, when I'm out of there, they already have it there. Yep. But I want to do like outlets for that. And then, of course, like your normal living room outlets bathroom outlets and stuff like that so yeah yeah i think it would be a cool cool little deal um 100 yeah it just all depends on how how much it's gonna cost yeah but i figure the electrical is probably the most expensive part of it and i could pretty much do the whole thing for free um i mean i'm gonna have to buy some romex but outlets and stuff like that i could probably just grab yeah and he probably wouldn't care so that that is the nice part is like all the electrical components since i work for him he's Mm -hmm. like yeah you're building your own go for it yeah so yeah it is pretty cool makes it simple and plumbing will be pretty straightforward too yeah Yeah. well and especially for doing an incinerator it's like all we have to worry about is the black water or the gray water gray water yeah Yeah. so makes it that and pex pex is easy i mean i hated plumbing was one of the least favorite aspects of building our place oh yeah for sure i just hated it i don't know i had i was struggling with it yeah i, bet. I ended up with hot water going to my toilet somehow yeah, i don't yeah. know where i switched or yeah. what but it doesn't <laughs> hurt anything it's right. like what the heck yeah you just pay a little bit more for hot water is all but uh but it's pretty it's pretty easy you got the pecs and uh the shark bite fittings yep you just yeah <laughs> yeah and slam they just them on right there in. and jam man yeah i know i know it's easy but Still sucks. No, 100%. <laughs> no, yeah, like I said, it was my least favorite aspect, which is saying something. Yeah, yeah. I also hated doing the mudding. Oh, I bet. Mudding sucks, too. Yeah, doing we... it off that extension ladder, bro. Oh, I hated that. I couldn't that. imagine that. It would... sucked. Yeah, like leaning off the extension yeah. ladder 16 feet up, trying to mud. Uh, like, forget this. Yeah. It looks, it well, doesn't look too great, but right. I'm just like, you know what? It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing a second, yeah, exactly. second or third coat over right. all this and sanding. Yep. No, when we did uh, mom and dad's room, we I don't know if you knew that we remodeled that whole thing. Yeah, I saw yeah. it. I saw it when you guys had just, just textured it. it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was that was a doozy. Cause, so we were, they had a 
old back door because it used to be like their mudroom essentially yeah so ooh, excuse me they used to come through there and like of course that's where you take your boots off stuff like that traditionally yeah and so then it got turned into like a just a I don't know, like laundry room, essentially. Yeah. And so they had this back door and they never took it out. So what my dad did, he just like framed out a little piece in that door, you know, put a little toenail deal in there, put some siding on it, called it a day. Well, it turned out uh, like it was probably a good three or four inches sunk in compared to the, the wall. So it, when he oh, framed it, it, the wall would come straight here, and then it was like, oh, oh shoot, <laughs> that's not going to be level. Yeah. <laughs> so ended up, he pretty much, I think, I think he uh, just ran a couple boards. It's not typical framing, but he just ran a couple boards to make it a lot more level. Um, I, yeah, I don't remember what he did, but uh, you could notice, like, a little gap where our drywall ends you could tell it's like just not barely not level oh yeah um but it's all it's all covered up with a picture now so it doesn't really matter perfect but. yeah no one will know <laughs> no one will know that's that's the thing is like i get caught up on like the small things it's yeah like, it's bad it's like no one will know and if yep. they do know it's like they whatever like yeah. they don't care yeah well most people that's that's the way i feel too it's like most people aren't even really like my gosh, you didn't make this a level three drywall finish. I could see the line. And most people run that way. They're not going to care. <laughs> no. And even if they do notice, it's like, yeah, bro, you did this yourself. Like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But that's yeah. where I have to catch myself because I get frustrated on those small details. No, I, I get it because I'm, I'm a perfectionist myself. But, yeah, it, it is like am I really doing this for other people or am I doing this just because I feel like I want this to be perfect? Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's going to be perfect because it's going to cost me, you know, like three more hours and mm -hmm. so much more mud to do it, to make it look perfect than if it looks good yeah. and I get to spare all that. So, yeah, yeah. that's something I've had to, cause I, I almost got like paralyzed with like work uh -huh. at home or like, where I wanted to do something cool, but I knew it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like perfect. So right. I just wouldn't do it at all. Right. It's like, well, what's the point in that? Yeah. So that's something I've been working on. I was like, you know what? I have a cool idea. It's probably not going to be perfect, but yep. it'll be cool. So yeah. I'm going to try it and yep. I'll learn along the way. And next time it'll be better. You yeah. Know? That's something to work on. Yeah. Yeah. Just learning. I mean, that's, that's an aspect of learning. Like you just figure it out yourself. And if it, happens to work out perfect then cool you figured out how to do it perfect and if it happens to fail like if you happen to fail doing it then you know what to not do next yep. time yep and it's part of just like kind of the exciting part of being poor like i can't pay <laughs> i can't afford to pay someone yep. to do it so yeah we'll figure it out on our own exactly. it's kind of it's the american way yeah <laughs> well it used to be in you know, I swear it's been shifted to make, uh, I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's been shifted to make people dumb because now people with money can just go to a shop and have the mechanic work on their vehicle when like, I don't know, 
at least I feel people probably obviously in like the fifties and sixties, more people probably worked on their own stuff. Like they had yeah. to, they probably didn't have the money to go pay a mechanic to do it. Um, of course some people did, but I don't know. I feel like our generation got pushed into like, Oh, we're going to make you dumb. You, if you don't know how to work on your own vehicle, you don't have to, we're not going to show you, <laughs> you yeah. know, and we're going to make it to where you can't figure stuff out on your well, own. That's the thing is they've made like the cars nowadays. Like, yeah. bro, I, yeah. I don't even know on that, on my kicks. I don't even know if I'd try to work on it myself. Yeah. If it's not something straightforward. Right. Because yeah. there's so much electronic and every, you know. Yeah. And all that stuff, though, it's so funny because I have, you know, I have a couple friends that how do you figure stuff out? All that stuff, you just there's stuff on YouTube. Yeah. You know, you just you just have to you just go start working on it, like pull it apart. And if you put it back together and you're missing five or you have five bolts left over, then, you know, you did it wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the way I feel. At least it's like or if you have an engine coat or yeah, check engine light then you know you didn't plug something back in right or yeah. yeah so i mean it's yeah of course that's kind of the hard way of learning but that's how you figure stuff out and at least with the friends that i that say that to me they don't want to take the time to learn so i will say though as you get older or at least where i am in life time is becoming such a such a commodity mm -hmm. where it's like I don't have time to spend hours and hours to figure it out, mm -hmm. you know? No, I it's get like, that. And balance work, working on the house, apprenticeship, and a huge aspect is making sure Abby still has time, you know? Because mm. that that's a big aspect, too. It's like once yeah. you get married, it's like I, don't, I can't spend all night, every night working right. on a pickup, Yeah, you know? No, and I get that. That I mean, that that is true and for a guy like me i'm still single i mean i'm talking to somebody but i'm still like i not all my time is towards yeah I, gu I guess that is the difference is like yeah if you're if you have the time yeah. and you're not doing it then you should be trying it yeah. trying it out but if you just don't have the time to right. do it then yeah. that's a different category and, yeah exactly and that's kind of like it that's kind of what sets apart the people that tell me that and like, well, dude, I, I mean, what else are you going to use your time on? Yeah. Like they are those kind of people. It's like, you, what, what else are you going to use your time on? Yeah. You're going to sit on and that, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm going to enjoy your video games too, but like if you partake, Oh, I do. I know. I'm one of the cultist video game cultist. I play, I play shooter games, shoot em uppers. Shooter McGavin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm part. I'm like a devil cultist. I swear. Abby and I have actually been playing Skyrim together. Oh really? And it's actually a lot of fun. That's super cool. To to do it together is because like we watch TV shows. But it's like man, we're watching way too many TV shows. Yeah. But when you're playing a video game together, it's like you're interactive. More, yeah. And you, you're doing it together. Yeah. You know? You're more engaged. Yeah. yeah. No, I get that. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. But my, I mean, coming back to that, like. My thing is, is like, what are you going to do all day? Like, you're going to sit on the video game or are you going to figure out how to fix your car? Because me personally, 
you know, I use the video game, like, if I don't have to do anything, that's what I use it for. But if I need to get something fixed on my car, I will take the time, fix it, or if I have to, you know, figure something out or I want to figure something out, then I'd rather take the time and figure it out than to just sit on the game all day. And it's like, you guys, uh, okay, speaking to these friends, you guys could figure this out just as well as I can. I just take the initiative and do it. You guys don't. You guys rather just people, like, tell you how to do it, like, show you. And I get it, but at the same time, don't whine to me about not knowing how to do stuff when you don't take the time to learn. Yeah. So, I don't know. That kind of just itches me in the wrong spot, and that was kind of a rant. But, I mean, I guess that it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just you got to be productive with your time. Yeah. It is. I don't know. Like, I'm kind of the complete opposite where I have to make myself slow down. Like, maybe yeah. you're the same way. Where, like, when I'm at home, if Abby's at work and I'm at home, I have to, like, make myself eat. Because yeah. I get so task-driven right. where it's right. like, if I have to stop and make something and then I have to eat it and that's yeah. an hour wasted, I need to get this done, I got to right. keep going. Where I have to make myself, okay, like, just slow down. Like, you have time. This yeah. is just project. It, they're just never-ending projects, right. and you have to, or I have to acknowledge, they're just never-ending projects. I've, I've worked hard. I've got to the point where they aren't imperative projects, mm-hmm. where I can just step back, and I don't have to be trying to optimize every hour of my free time. Right. You know? Right. Well, and I feel like, I mean, it's not like it's all these things are your house. Like, you have a house that you're living in. It's great. I mean, all those things, they're just projects, you know? Now, I could get it if you're like, I need to get this house built. I need to get, you know, I get that Mm -hmm. because that is a little bit different. It's like, I need a place to be. I need a place to stay. But, like, yeah, don't you don't have to stress the, especially the little things. Like, Mm -hmm. I know you were stressing the shed a little bit. But I'm like, dude, it's up and you got stuff in it. It it works pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing to stress about, you know. You, I mean, of course, take some time and get it done, but you don't you don't have to get it done right away. Yeah, yeah. The shed was though. We needed a place to put our stuff in. Yeah, no. We we had it under tarps. And right, right. Would not advise. <laughs> no, and I get that. Like, and you did uh, realistically get it put up pretty quick after you got it, but. Still, I mean, once you got it up, it's like, you know, you don't have to worry about getting it insulated quick. You don't have to worry yeah, about that. It's just the never-ending. You just have to acknowledge that. Like, they're never-ending projects. Yeah. Like, you got to let go of, ah, I just got to get through these next few projects, and yep. then it'll slow down. Like, yeah. It's never going to slow down, buddy. Exactly. It's like, man. You're always going to get a honey-do list. I just remember, like, a few years ago, like, or constantly the last few years where it's like, all right, we just got to get through this and then things will slow down. Yeah. Something else comes up. Well, we just got to get through this and yep. then things will slow down. It's yeah. Like, Buddy, it's never going to yep. slow down. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to no. learn how to, or I got to learn how to mitigate it. Right. Really. You know, you got to keep going forward mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a way that doesn't burn you out. Yeah. And that's like, that's how it is, man. That's how life is. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're never... I mean, you will have time to t- 
take a breather, of course, but you're always going to have something on your plate. You're never not going to, like, even if it's the littlest stuff, it's still, you know, like, you're always going to be thinking about it. Yeah. Like, oh, my my wife's wanted, or my wife wanted me to take her on a date sometime. Like, yeah, we could do that and spend the money on the date, or we can fix up the house with that money and, and then it's like endless cycle of, well, she wants to go on a date. I should probably take her on a date or something, you know? Yep. And it's always like just more add, adds on to the list. And that's just how it goes. Even for a guy like me, like I've been single, single most of my life. I mean, I've had girlfriends, but not anything serious. And so I pretty much had all this time to do whatever I wanted. And then you get a, you get out of high school, get into a trade, and now you're like, oh, shoot, now I got to start doing things to, like, better myself. Got to start doing things to make it to where I can be a good husband and be able to build stuff and fix things. And mm-hmm. and then you start getting down the rabbit trail, and you're like, man, I'm not doing enough, but, man, I'm doing so much. And then you start working, you know, 58 plus, 50 plus hours a week, and Oh, maybe I could slow down a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I figure you know it's better to do it while we're young. Yeah. Than have like three kids and doing it while you're forty. It's really, I mean, unless unless you're planning on having kids earlier, but you know, I figure forty is a good time. That's when you could start slowing stuff down. I mean, of course, you're still gonna be working full time, but. You're not going to have to be worrying about as much, I think. I don't yeah. know. That would be like teen. We'll see when we yeah. get there. I was going to say, that'd be like teen years. But at least for my parents, I mean, my dad just never slows down. But I think for them, that was about the time, like, stuff started calming down a little bit. Like, there wasn't so much on their plate. Yeah. Um. So, and then, of course, we moved up to Butte Falls. There was a lot of projects down there. Yeah. So kind of just ramp right back up, but I feel like that's kind of just what happens. Is that yeah. fern? Yeah. Once it gets dark and she's outside, every little jackrabbit or anything oh, that moves, yeah. she goes berserk. That's funny. she can't actually see them; she just hears them. But yeah, yeah. On the place, it's finally all the big stuff is done, mm-hmm. so I can I I can shift now. Yeah. Where it was like legitimately like i have to get the roof done like yeah. you know there's stuff yeah. that you of course had to be a push but now yeah. like this summer like that's a big reason why we weren't doing podcasts this summer was yeah like i got had to get a lot of this the major things done yeah so that now that school's up and winter's coming like we can slow down and use our time for other things yeah yeah exactly yeah i like we've been trying to we I think for like the last three weeks, we've been trying to get together on this podcast and I it's know. like, we're both just doing something there. I think there was only one or two days that we were like, we had one scheduled out and then that didn't happen. And then there was another day that I was like, I have free time, but he doesn't. So yeah, it's really, it's just hard. Like yeah. you, you're always just busy. We're always just busy. Yep. It's, you just got to take it by what you can, what mm-hmm. you can do, what you can't do. Yeah. It's kind of like trying to figure out how to push forward, 
but also relax while you're doing it. Yeah. Or like making making times to slow down while you keep going forward. Yeah. And I think I you know at least for me I haven't really had to experience a whole lot of uh like things on my own. I mean I have, especially working and stuff like that, but as far as like housing market and stuff like that, I haven't had the experience building my own house. Thankfully that will be happening, but you know, there's a lot of stresses that stresses that come with that, that I wouldn't realize, but you know, now, you know, and you know how to deal with those to where I'm going to be freshly into it. Um, but I think it's great. I think, I think a person's supposed to stress every now and then. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, you got to go through those stresses to learn how to deal with them. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And if one thing, especially with us that I think helps us a lot as men is we have God on our side. Mm -hmm. And at least for me personally, it's really easy just to like, Hey God, I got these things going on. You know, I know you'll take care of it, but I really need you to help me out here. Like, I know they're going to turn out good. I know everything's going to be good because you said it will be, but still I'm dwelling on it or I'm dealing with it still. So I need help dealing with it or something like that. And yeah. you always just have that security. And I think that's the, the best part about, about having that relationship with him is you have that security where you can be like, you know, I could still stress over this, but I know it's going to turn out fine. Yeah. And that's just like, I don't know for me that personally just makes me, um, in those situations it's make, it makes me calmer. It, I might still stress about things, but then I, I still have that innate knowledge of like, I know it's going to be all right. Yeah. And I think we could use that for every, I mean, even things like while you're doing great, like, Hey God, I know I'm doing great right now. Um, and I know things are always just going to go up and down. It's life. Um, but you know, I know you're going to carry me through whatever happens. Mm -hmm. And he typically tends to do that. Um, yeah, that's my favorite verse. Actually, Abby made me that little sign up there, Romans eight twenty eight. Mm. So we know all things work together, work together for good to them yep. that love God, to them who are the called according to his uh, purpose. Yep, exactly. So even the good times and the bad times, it's all part of his plan. Yep, and it's all going to turn out how he <laughs> wants it. Yep. Whether we like it or not, <laughs> but sounds, we better should. <laughs> that sounds uh, very Calvinistic of you. <laughs> well, I'm an Arminian. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured you would. <laughs> <laughs> no, I take you for a strong Baptist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't actually really um, studied uh, Baptist a lot, but I feel like I would, for the stuff that I have learned about it, I feel like I would align with Baptist more than most anything. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they seem to be pretty close to the non-denominational. Yeah. Where do you land with the Calvinist Arminian conversation? <laughs> I. Where it's I predestination yeah, versus I, free will. <laughs> I. Uh, well, God tells us that He has everything figured out. Like you were saying, everything is gonna work out. Now, that's a hard conversation. That is a really hard conversation now that you bring it up. It's the unsolvable conversation. Yeah, exactly. Because 
God tells us that everything is going to work through his will. And it does. And he also tells us that we have a free will. Now, that free will, the funny thing about when, when he says free will is that free will, he already knows what the outcome of that is. So, but our free will is he gives us grace through what we do. I, it, at least that's the way I perceive it. So like my free will is, Hey, I know I'm not supposed to be a glutton, but I'm going to eat this hamburger and make myself full. You're a glutton for gluten. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like that's my free will. Like he tells us not to be a glutton, but Hey, I'm still going to go eat this hamburger because it tastes good. Right. Yeah. But then I'm denying what God tells us not to do. Mm-hmm. And so I think as far as our, our, our predestination conversation could go, I feel like the free will is more of, I, I don't want to sound weird here, but I feel like the free will is more of what happens in our timeline than what matters in eternity. Um, because you still have, did sin matter to eternity? That's a good question. Hmm. Well, cause God causes no man to sin. It is true, but also he gave us that choice. So we had free will in a way. Yeah. Over but he his, also over he, his predestination. Well, it wasn't predestination if he knew it was going to happen. Hmm. So if he knew that we were going to choose, but he didn't te- give us all the information, I don't know if that would be technically predestination. No, yeah, I know. I'm just playing devil's advocate. The way, the way, <clears throat> there's a lot that you can go into that conversation. Mm-hmm. This, but, it's the unsolvable conversation. Yeah. The way that, uh, is kind of makes sense in my mind. Jesse Little explained it to me mm-hmm. is to like. God's God's will is like a river and our free will is like a boat inside that river yeah. where we have like God has the start and the end. He has where we're going to go, but we have our, our ability to move within that. River yeah. Where it's within yeah. his will, but we have free will inside that. And, and that's kind of where I am, where it's a mix of both. Like, right. I don't, I don't believe it's a solid this or a solid that I yeah. believe it's like the Trinity. Like how is three, also one yeah i think it's one of those things that we have to it just is yeah. we won't know in this life yeah. we'll find out in the next one well and that's why i also say that that free will kind of to me at least it seems like it only really matters in in time not necessarily out of time and it, it and it's so hard to even say that because god knew god knew that we were going to choose the apple and God knew that we were going to be tempted, but he still gave us the option of being tempted and knowing that we shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So we had the free will to choose, but he also knew that we were going to choose. Yeah. So it's really hard. Um, yeah. I, I, we don't have to have a oh, I know. conversation. I know, but it's just like, it's one of those things, man. It's <clears> like, <throat> if you were to have a real conversation, you couldn't come to a conclusion because you no. can't. You can only come to what you know and what you know 
God knows more. <laughs> yeah, Christians have been debating this exact topic for yeah. hundreds of years. And until God gives us concrete evidence on one side or the other, yeah, we don't know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's where I am. Where it's it's fun to th- talk about and think about, but at the end of the day, it doesn't have to do with our salvation. We're no. still we're nope. Christians either way, and well, I don't believe we can know in this life. So yeah. I I don't see that being uh, information that he gives to us yep. for a reason. Yeah, one of the one of the great mysteries. Mm-hmm. Well, do we want to wrap this up? I think we might as I don't well. Know what time we're at? Uh, probably like seven thirty. I told him we'd be there seven. Oh, that's good. Oh. Well, anyways. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us again on another conversation. It's been a while. It's been a minute. We're gonna try to make this as uh as scheduled as we can and yeah maybe we'll have some new things maybe abigail and i will have some marriage episodes or Ooh. something along those lines ah. and maybe chase will have some uh, non-marriage episode. <laughs> he will be the paul of the <laughs> podcast <laughs> Okay, well, let's not. Okay, as long as it's Paul and not, <laughs> and not what we're thinking. <laughs> but I wish that you were all like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we were. So what we were thinking is because we have this one whole huge setup that we do the podcast off of, um, and then I got my own personal stuff that I could do a podcast off of. So we were thinking, every now and then we'll have our own kind of separate podcast that we'll upload, um, so he can do, you know him with Abby um, or him by himself and I can do, you know, me by myself um, and it will all work in unison to our main goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course we'll still have the, the multi like us together, but I think it works really well for, you know, if we want to burn an hour, we can sit and talk by ourselves. Um, so yeah, we just brought that idea up and it, I think it'd be good. Just I think so too. Just kind of spend we, a little time. Yeah, I think we could end up putting more content out that yeah. way, which is well. And then you get the both sides of the coin kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. And you get it separately, not feeding off each other. So then mm-hmm. you get to think a little bit more. Yep. Um. I mean, not that we don't think, but yeah, I think it gives you more of like a, I don't know, a different aspect. Yeah. 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 Yep. For sure. Well, anyways, th- thank you guys for joining us. Whoever is joining us, <laughs> yep, all three of you, all three, all still two. haven't been watching the metrics because I don't want it to become that game. But yeah, right. I don't know. Sometimes it's sometimes tempting. it is. Sometimes nice it's to, tempting. Yeah, it is nice to be like, oh, I wonder if people are watching. Yeah, but maybe it's better not to know that no one is listening. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I the way I see it, we'll put it out, and if people like it, yep, it is what it is. 100%. If people don't like it, it 100%. is what it is. Yep. And maybe people in a hundred years will find this podcast when they're flipping through meta. Uh, yeah. Who knows? That's or gonna be or in 10 years. Did you... Sorry. Have you seen... Uh, do you ever listen to Lex Friedman podcast? Yes. Did you see his with Zuckerberg the other day? No, I haven't. You got to watch it. Yeah. They did... They did it like in the metaverse. Oh, they okay. Where they did the like full body scans beforehand. Mm-hmm. So they're both wearing headsets in like different states, mm. but they're in this like meeting and it's like photorealistic. That's crazy. It's really weird. Yeah. It's really weird. It's going to be crazy to see what the next like five or 10 years holds. Well, it's wild. To add on to that, and I'm going to keep it short just because we're 
<laughs> probably getting close. But to add on to that, have you seen the game Cyberpunk 2077? Uh, I've That's heard of it. So with Keanu, yeah, yeah. So the whole idea of that is like, of course, that's like set in 2077. But you get these like little aspects. I kind of read into the game and stuff like that. I played it a little bit, but you get these aspects of like, oh, we have that technology, and they kind of like talk on like when all this started. So when uh, when Keanu, he's like the main and. Protagonist, no, anti, yeah, protagonist. Good guy. Good guy. Yeah. Okay. So he's like the main guy. So what happens is, is like, you wake up, right, and you're just some part of the system. Well, at least this was like one of the the story starts that you could start as. You're part of the the corpo system. You're just a corpo rat. You you know work in a suit, push paper all day, and then. Uh, for some reason you want to get out and you're like, Oh, I'm going to go do some like gang stuff pretty much. I mean, it's like you're running jobs and stuff like that. Kind of like, uh, like old Hollywood would have been, or, um, like the gangs of, uh, uh, Arabia. No, (laughs) um, like gangster, like old gangster era kind of stuff like that okay um but the whole idea is is like you get this biochip eventually like that you're trying to steal for somebody and you end up having to put it slot it into your head that you have this like cool technology that you can put this chip in your head um and that's what make makes keanu show up is he's like an ai so he was this previous guy in like 2023 they based it on 2023 oh yeah where he blew up this big corpo tower it's what kind of spiraled the whole thing of like where they're at now. And so he like, he like shows up and what's happening is he's like infecting your head. It's like that okay. chip, he's not necessarily infecting your head, but that chip is infecting your head and like trying to take you over. And I was thinking about that. If Meta can make us think we're like in a different, in a different place at a different time, and they're trying to roll out these like biochips for the spinal kind of thing. Neuralink. Neuralink. About that, I mean, like that taps into your brain, right? Mm-hmm. So, are they gonna try to like pair the two in the coming years? Mm-hmm. Or I that, don't know. That's something that I think they've talked about. Yeah, <clears throat> but and they've also said that, that won't be for like a long time. Well, the problem but is who knows. And that's what I'm saying. The who problem knows? is we have the technology now. Yeah. And if we have the technology now, somebody's going to push for it. Yeah. Somebody is. And technology is such such an exponential rate that no one knows timelines on anything. Yeah. Like, you don't know what it's going to be like. But, yeah, it is a very Anyways, fascinating There's fascinating my whole thought. spiel. But, yeah, it just it just really fascinated me, like, because it, it kind of connected to, like, what's going on. Like, yeah. This whole, and now like BlackRock is like the big major corporate corporation, and you're like, huh, kind of weird. <laughs> it's in the game. It's BlackRock. No, it's so oh, okay. it's Arasaka in the game. Okay, but they're like this. There's like two huge corporations that are always fighting each other, and they never care about anyone. But they like own the majority of stuff. Kind of sounds like BlackRock. Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds like uh, 
the other one that starts with the J. Kind of sounds like Johnson this. and Johnson. No, <laughs> I only know they, the name Blackrock. I don't uh, know the other one. Uh, it's like Journey or something like that. I can't remember what it is, but it's it. It's just kind of strange because it's like, I don't know. I think they were intentionally kind of t- trying to touch on that kind of stuff yeah. just to make people think. It's interesting. And that's good, though. Like, when a game developer can make you think about those things, like, mm-hmm. hey, just watch out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> because you never know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yes, we should end this. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming and joining. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yep. Yeah. Oh. And cut.